This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by Texture. The Texture app lets you tap into the world's most popular magazines anytime, anywhere, using your smartphone or tablet. Get a free trial hey, hey, right hey. now when you go to Texture.com slash Bad Christian. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. What's up, wonderful contributors to the podcast? And yes, I do mean you're all contributors. Either you contribute by you're a member of the club and you pay for these episodes, or you contribute by participating on our Facebook or by telling people, or just by listening, just by representing a download number. You give us somebody to, you know, project to, somebody to listen to us, and we do keep you in mind uh, specifically. We keep all you in mind, or in a general way, maybe not specifically, when we're recording this podcast. Anyway, today's announcement day. I've got a special announcement, and that is we're adding the newest band to the BC Music roster, and the band is called House of Heroes. You've probably heard them before. They've been around forever. They've got a ton of records. They're on Goatee Records. They've toured with Classic Crime and other bands. They're great. They have a new album called Color that they've already crowdfunded and now have partnered with us. Now, the pre-order for this, and you can hear some music really, really soon. Right now, there's just a landing page, but coming next week, we'll have some more stuff, music premieres, etc. We'll make you more familiar with them. But for right now, find them on Facebook or whatever. Their website is thehouseofheroes.com. Very simple. So congratulations to us and to you if you're in the BC Club, if you are already a House of Heroes fan, which a lot of you will be, good news for you. Good news for you if they're new to you. You're going to really like it. We're very excited. I love the record. Um, also, Emory Acoustic Shows. They're on sale, and they are selling out quick. They're going to be gone. That's Seattle and Portland, April 29th and 30th, in reverse order. Portland on Friday night, the 29th, and Seattle on April 30th. Get your tickets now at emoryacoustic.com. Three, two, one, hit it. <laughs> But I love this song. It's the back of the podcast. This is Rocky, right? I did they make that for Rocky Three, or was it already an established song? Because it's definitely it's paired with Rocky, but. I think it was a real song, and he just picked the perfect song in the world. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the best song ever. Best song ever. I actually exercised to that song about a couple weeks ago. Really? It was awesome. Yeah. I think a, even a better song to exercise to would be The Karate Kid. You're the best around. That's not anymore I close to his That song's on the radio today. Are you serious? Oh, I love that song. Daniel LaRusso is the wimpiest hero of cinema history. but And also one of the youngest looking. Yeah, definitely. He's he was way older he than what he was portrayed as. Yeah. Hey, did you when you uh when you were asking me when you were uh quizzing me about me, could you tell that I'm a little off? Yeah. What's wrong <laughs> with you today? Huh? What's wrong with you today? What's wrong with you today? I know what's wrong with me. But what's wrong with you? <laughs> no, I mean I, I'm definitely I'm definitely struggling. Struggling. Yeah. With Wait, does it, it, yeah, hey, hang on a second. So anytime, that's what I call it. So just you're just such a persistent condition with you. Then, if you're struggling, it's it's assumed everybody knows what you're talking about with you. It's just assumed. My closest friends, they should know. It's it's hard to talk about. It's hard to no, come right out. Everybody's the struggle. Like if anybody, <laughs> he, he feels a kindred spirit, like with people that have been in slavery or oppressed or other. Yeah, I know your struggle. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm part of the struggle. They go, "What is your struggle?" Goes, oh, I'm, I'm just kind of oppressed. Brain chemicals. <laughs> well, I. It's hilarious that you bring this up. Of course, I mean, are you? Not everybody. You, not everybody can sniff it out as quick as yeah, like everybody can. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. would say the struggle definitely one hundred percent immediately knows yours. But but I can't. Yeah, yeah. People that no, I would say people that people that work with me every day, and then obviously Priscilla and like my close friends. But uh, I mean, I could go to all staff, for instance. I'm sure and, people that you don't know don't know you're struggling with depression. That's what I'm saying. But that's any, it, no, I would say people that don't see me on a regular basis as well. I can I can cover it up. The closer you are to I him, the more obvious really? it is. But I think more way more people under, no, pick up on it than Joey realizes would be the way to say yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, I think even the people that you don't know that well are just going, oh, well, I mean, he's acting a little weird. Yeah. They at least know it's, it might not mm-hmm. say it's depression, but 
if anybody's heard anything, they go, oh, that's probably what it is. Now, this is what's funny about this, and I did. <laughs> I was going to talk about your depression because I, okay, Matt, uh -huh. today was my first day as acting campus pastor of our church. <laughs> <laughs> that already is so funny. Yeah, we got to slow down just a little bit. So if I'm right, does that also mean this is Joey's first day of one of one month paid vacation? Right. <laughs> Yesterday started it. No, no. Okay. Well, good. He looks relaxed. So sabbatical. So you get to do what he likes more than anything, which is lounge for one month straight. So yep. what is that? That's probably better than maternity leave that pastors get. And you don't have to have a baby. Oh, I know. It's amazing. Yeah. It, it's a beautiful gift. Now, I actually did some research on sabbaticals. I, yeah. I was thinking about you. And uh, it's funny because a lot of people do take sabbaticals. Most of them are unpaid, mm -hmm. almost exclusively. Like, I think you can, even professors, I don't think they yeah, get yeah. paid, do they? I don't know, but sabbatical is not just a ministry thing. There is sabbatical right, exists right. in other realms. I don't know how the pay works and stuff like that. And but. it comes from Sabbath. Meaning to you know to Sabbath, oh, yeah. Sabbath day. That's where it comes from, and a lot of people do it. And I was I was just thinking about you and, I, and at all at our staff meeting today. We prayed for you. Oh, thank you. And guys. Uh, I my I kept the staff meeting short. It still took two hours. I was kind of disappointed. I was hoping a thirty minute staff meeting, two hours at least. And you uh, were running it. Yeah. I, well, why I've couldn't you cut done, it down? You've always wanted to cut down the meetings. I know. That's what I'm saying. I, I told them this is going to be a short meeting and it was still two hours. And so this whole, I've been working at, at Seacoast now almost three years. And every time we have a staff meeting, I hold it against Joey like a grudge that you make the staff. Sometimes I make it pretty kick-ass short. For no, sure. No, you don't. Yes, They're I do. And They're just so, long to you because 10 minutes is long to you. No, you're wrong. And so I, I am saying I need to ask forgiveness because you can't help it. Staff meetings will go longer. People what, what, what are you the forces that you can't control? It's just always something coming up, and then you have to talk about it. Like even today, I thought we did pretty good, but you end up talking about stuff. And then knowing me, I'm just a natural conversation person. Sometimes it leads to – like all, we're, we're talking about Mother's Day, and literally 20 minutes later, we're talking about racism and how people get married <laughs> at plantations. Goodness <laughs> gracious. That's kind of crazy. And so, that is a crazy conversation. Oh, I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. So you can't just end there. And go, yeah. Oh, we'll talk about this Maybe later. Maybe meeting, meeting isn't the best thing to call it then. Well, it's also a little bit of fellowship for our staff. It is fellowship for our staff. So, yeah, it's kind of like that, honestly. I mean, Except call you it do that. Get Everybody be done. more comfortable. Yeah, you're right. I, yeah, we should have chips and salsa and a keg or something. But uh, so today is my first day, and it's funny. I mean, I am doing some stuff. Now, I'm just actually just doing some of the work that Joey does. It's not like I'm actually a pastor, although I do most pastor stuff already. I'm not getting a tax break. I'm not getting a, a, a bonus. <laughs> I'm not getting anything. It's just literally that Joey goes, I need a break, and so we're going to do it. Um, but it, I also did think this, and it's hilarious. I hadn't thought about this until Joey walked into my man cave to record this podcast, and I went, oh, He's going to be unbelievably depressed on this sabbatical. <laughs> it's, it's going to be the, the number one person that will least enjoy this sabbatical is Joey. Why, why is and that? I realized, well, I just started thinking, like, his whole makeup and identity is pastor. And so your identity is in Christ. But just hear me out. I'm just saying, like, so now that he doesn't have that, like, you can't go to it. Like, Joey mm -hmm. is big on returning emails and being in the know about the congregation Feeling productive and, and stuff, yeah. shepherding the flock and stuff like this. And so for one month, he doesn't have that. So like, it's going to be really crazy. Like it, the same thing is if I wasn't in a band for one month or like, if it was like, okay, nothing there, it would be weird to, to not be able to tell people I'm in a band or where I get uh, That's a little bit of not the best analogy, but I'm just saying like Joey, of course, I think is going to probably be, mostly depressed on this whole well, you know you know that supports my theory that what I, what I think you're saying there is that he since he always is doing the emails and the work and all this stuff that that a lot of that is operating out of compulsion right so somebody with that self-identifies right. as having ocd operates often out of compulsion to do things respond to this email make sure this person's happy check on these people you know that that is what joey's compelled to do to an obsessive right. degree now i believe and i've said this before i actually believe his main Mental problem is OCD that precipitates depression. I think depression yeah. is, is a side product of, of the OCD but because you're thinking about all the stuff and then you wind up, you can't control it and it leaves you or it's not, it's never enough with obsessive thought patterns and stuff. So the problems never get solved. So I think you're right. probably right because he won't be able to execute all of his compulsions 
But nonetheless, right. be you guys. Are, have you guys them. are going to be. You're going to be going to be proven wrong. I hope so for you. No, seriously, seriously, like, uh, uh, like the last two days. Uh, that's why I think today for sure is 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 very unrelated. There's sometimes you guys don't need to believe me. That's fine. But there are some. Did. There are sometimes no he did travel to Myrtle Beach yesterday and back. Oh, he can't <laughs> even go two hours. <laughs> <laughs> so there is some travel. I mean, yes, yesterday, yesterday, yeah. So sun Sunday after Easter services. Oh my gosh. So much fun. I was like, wow, this is, this is awesome. I'm like off for a month. Monday, same thing. Hanging out with my kids, Myrtle beach and everything today. It's not related to anything. I'm telling you there sometimes I mean, now it's finally set in like that. I mean, you were kind of Easter is the craziest day of all. It was the, one of the craziest Easter's ever with technical difficulties and things going on. And so, of course, your mind was all, you were just jacked up to, but okay, now I get the Sunday afternoon and chill. And then, oh, I'm hanging out with my family. This is fun. Now it's set in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're going I to have. Wrong. I definitely think that you are, for sure. You hope that I'm wrong, but you definitely think that I am. <laughs> huh? You said, I hope you're wrong. I hope that you're wrong, and I definitely think that you are. Wrong. Right. Oh, I see. Yeah. Sorry, I misunderstood. How, All I'm saying, I think, I think that you don't understand how your own brain works, and other people <laughs> sometimes see it from the outside. And I, I think, think you that, don't have a, a easily understandable. We're not talking about me. I'm just saying you're saying that I don't understand myself. I would say I understand I, myself I mean, a lot more than shocked, you think. You were shocked when literally months ago I said travel is a trigger for your depression. You were shocked and couldn't, even, and you still don't really totally believe it. I'm like, no, it is. Every time you travel, something a little bit crazy happens with your depression. It just does. Even going to Myrtle Beach today, it could very well just be that. What are you then, talking about? Shocked? You? I, I you actually no. last time we talked <laughs> last time we talked about that, I actually said, I yeah, I'll give later, you that. Months later, yeah. when y'all first when I first said it, when we were in like California traveling, I was like, hey, when you, when you travel, you get nah. No, it's not that. It's just you know. That was like three years ago. <laughs> it wasn't. It was maybe a year ago. California two, two years ago. Never, that's, this is boring conversation right now, but well, California was so a, angry. Well, California was sorry a lot so longer bad. than that. <laughs> okay. Still, that's what I'm saying. That was, if it was three years ago, just now you're coming around to it. All I'm saying is I think, why wouldn't you be a little bit like, why would you be so defensive that we said, Hey, this is going to be a tough thing for you. You probably are going to experience depression. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, instead maybe of, that's a like good point. Days from now, going, oh, I can't believe I'm depressed. It yeah, has nothing but, to do with anything. It just happens. There are real triggers. Yeah, People, Joey. What is the resistance there? Why? What? Why do you feel the need to not be able to be analyzed successfully, or warned, or understood? It, I do. I, I think Toby's being a bit obnoxious in a way, but I. But why? I mean, well, you I'm do seem to that. resist um, us being able to identify or or something. There's now, some see, defensiveness you guys, there. You, what, what's crazy is you guys are so sensitive to when I do resist. Y'all don't realize all the times that I say, no, I think y'all are onto something. Man, that tell me more, blah, 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 blah. All I'm saying is that there, you guys understand a lot, but y'all talk like y'all understand it perfectly. And that's just bullshit. <laughs> oh, and I definitely so, don't understand no, it perfectly. I, I'm saying, but that's how y'all carry yourselves. So like in this conversation, it's like, you are talking to me like I don't know anything. And I'm like, no, I actually know a lot more than you think. I am aware a lot more than you think. And I'm saying in this case today, it, no, it's not, re it's not related to anything. There's, there are times when I get depressed and it's not related to anything. And then I would say that lots of times there are. It is related. Once again, once again, go I'm ahead. Like, Tell me about myself. I'm just saying, you're acting like I'm, I'm the listening. most foolish idiot dummy in the whole world by saying you did travel yesterday and today. I didn't say you're dumb. And then, I, and knowing my friend who doesn't now have the identity of pastor and doesn't have See, that's, that, that stuff, stuff, that, to do, that stuff does going piss to me off. That, that actually does piss me off that you think it's that I'm going to get depressed. Affect you. That I, dude. Here, here's where you're so wrong. You don't know how freeing it was to shut my emails off of my phone of and my computer, and I don't care about getting back on. No, no see, no, now you're gonna say, now you're gonna say, thing. you you are about to say, oh yeah, blah blah. blah. You just got through saying that I'm gonna be depressed because I can't uh, engage in compulsory emailing people and checking on people, and I just told you. That's actually the one of the most freeing things. Yeah, in the beginning, because you go, okay, I'm shutting it off, and now it's down. I'm saying 10 days from now, you're going to be probably feeling a lot different. <laughs> you're saying I'm depressed right now because of my sabbatical. No, no. I'm, 
I yes, think star. you're depressing the travel. I think you're depressing he the travel. He says today's saying, travel in the coming month, the sabbatical will, will trigger. Yeah, in the coming month, the sabbatical is going to, you're going to get a little depressed and, and you're going to be thinking, what does this mean? What am I like? What 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 does this break mean? What does it mean? <laughs> what do I, do? I mean, you're going to ask yourself all those questions. And of course, and no, 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 I, I want to say something else too. You're acting like what we're saying is that is causing your depression when this whole time you've been telling us you have actual uh, chemical imbalances in your brain that cause your depression. And you're acting like what we're saying is uh, you are going to get depressed. Like, like it's something that you can get depressed about by not emailing. It's something you can get depressed. I'm saying that stuff affects you and whatever chemical imbalance you have, those things because of your OCD and because of then that leads to depression. I'm saying that that stuff's going to happen. But you're acting like when we bring it up that we're saying you're weak or you're whatever. I'm just saying no. It's not everything sure, to do with weakness. It is going to happen. So why would you be so push so hard against back against it when the truth is why wouldn't you go? Yeah, you know what? Probably sometime this month, I, this not being on sabbatical might really affect me. Like why wouldn't you be somewhat like yeah expecting it so that you could be prepared? I think it's bit, I, not shocked. Or just like okay, this just happening. I think I it's do. how I think it's how you guys talk about it, or how yeah, you talk. Yeah, it's got it's got to be that. So, but look at it this way, Toby. But he, he, here's here's the thing though: is as far as like Matt, you you have nailed it when you Hell yeah. say every time. Uh, <laughs> as, as far as like pastors having some common ground with OCD, people pleasing, depression, all that stuff. Like totally, I get that, but. When when y'all lump me into this whole identity as a pastor thing, like that makes zero sense. And I'll always give you, maybe y'all are hundred percent right, but I I'm I'm telling you, most of the time I forget I'm a pastor in the sense of <laughs> seeing someone in a grocery store and they're like, and all of a sudden they start acting weird and stuff. I'm like, oh yeah. I'm pastor of a of a church that maybe five hundred people mm-hmm. come in and out of on a given month. But that's not how my mind is actively engaged all the time. And so when you say stuff like that, I'm just like, okay, you're wrong. But then when I say that, you say that I take offense. You take offense when I say you're wrong. Like it's an attack on you. I'm not attacking you. I'm, I'm just at all. I, I just don't understand why you're not I offended. Okay, majority, cool. I'm not offended. I really am not. Okay. I'm just. I, this is my argumentative style for sure. This is how I argue with Matt. It's how I argue with you. But I mean, more times than not. You push back when I have any suggestion or thought about your depression. The interesting thing about yeah, well, the interesting thing about it is you. There is some history there where it feels that way to me. Well, if we want to go history, I mean, obviously today, uh, like today, you say you you come at me and you say all this stuff. You know what I said? What did I say in the beginning? I said we prayed for you today. I said I was thinking about you while you were on your sabbatical. I've told you a million times you need the sabbatical. And today I said I think that the sabbatical is probably I was. It was a funny thing. I thought we were going to be laughing about it, and you didn't laugh about it. But just talking about somebody going on a sabbatical, most likely your depression is going to flare up or whatever, however you want to consider, whatever is the right word to use there, is going to happen because I do think you're unaware of your identity being wrapped up in pastoral stuff because most of your stuff is a calling. Yeah, but most I'm not allowed to argue that, what, though. What you're going to do. That's the problem. When, when people talk to you, the problem is I'm not allowed to argue sure that case. Are. Well, yeah, but but you get offended. No, I'm not offended. You get upset, no, no, no. Toby. I, I would love to you argue back and you say, oh, okay, well, let's see this, this, and this. But all you said was you're wrong. I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, you did. You said, hey, I hope you're wrong, and I know you are. <laughs> oh, so you think that's all? That, you think that's <laughs> no, the only thing I'm that came out of my mouth? I'm actually. I actually went some, into explanations. You want me to? You want me to? I'm actually giving you information to back up my and support my argument. And all I'm saying is all you say is you're wrong. No, that's not all I said. It, I would bore our listeners to death. Of it. You no, want me to you've go already back done that. that. You said? have already done that. Not the two of you. That is anyway, I would suggest that, that what Joey's resistant to, if I had to it's, identify it, what, how long has it been since <laughs> this is like, we had to mark off, you know, how when like, so many days since the incident. Yeah, it's like a safety like we, report. We <laughs> so now, here well, we are. let me get us out hey, of it. I'm trapped in the room it, with this guy. Well, you know, you you, get you, to be you two deserve each other. Anyway, the thing that I think that Toby's <laughs> identifies there or, or saying, Joey just left. Yeah, Joey just left. <laughs> is that it's Joey becomes defensive from my point of view when 
you suggest that there's some things that trigger it and, and it make it makes it harder because from Joey's point of view, it is nicer or better to feel like it's just simply a chemical state that happens to him. See, and it's Matt, harder Matt, whenever Matt, somebody suggests the there's specific thing. things. Matt, you're doing the same I'm thing. Just noticing that's when you become defensive about it. I cannot tell y'all how often I have told y'all triggers. I've come on here and I've said specifically triggers. All I'm saying is you guys never acknowledge the fact. And then you say, Hey, well, why don't you go to a professional? Then when I do go to a professional and he says, yes, you actually have situations where it is not predicated by anything and you you're struggling chemically. That's why you do need to have some mental things that you work through when there are triggers, but there's times when, you know, when that's not the case, I mean, you're doing the same thing right now. Right, but I'm not offended or, or antagonistic. But Toby, if anything, would express himself better to say he's frustrated because he is thinking about how to warn or help you or something like that, and you seem resistant to it, so he's frustrated. Now, he may be totally wrong. In fact, Toby has a good chance of trying to prove he's right, however, because much like Toby's predictions of people's divorce, it's a pretty good bet to suggest within the next one month <laughs> Toby will experience a little bit of depression here, there, thus vindicating what Toby is suggesting. So whether he's right or not, certainly the, the odds are in favor of him being able to claim that he's right. But what the causes of it certainly won't be uh, something that we would really be able to nail down. Anyway, I apologize. I'm not offended. I'm trying to. Uh, the last thing I want to do is more minutes of arguing with you two or me and you. So. I withdraw. Are you okay? Yeah. Not okay. Joey's upset. I promise you, I thought this would be fun. I do think that you are now offended. I'm sorry. I definitely am aggressive when I in my argument style. I am not hurt by you at all. I'm not. I'm ready to keep going and joking around and all this stuff. I'm just saying, I think for sure, if we say something in a, in a way that is not fun or keeping the conversation going or we're doing a podcast here or anything like that, that might bother me a little bit just because of our listeners. I'm saying I, I, I don't even mind the argument. I think the argument's good. I want to hear what you have to say. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think it's true. But, I mean, it simply, simply, like I've told you, travel. Yesterday, travel. That's, uh, I mean, you, you traveled and you, you said, can, like, you started this. Can you tell I'm depressed? I was like, yeah, we were laughing because, I, I mean, I'm making a joke that you don't have a game face and stuff like that. Those, those are all jokes for the podcast and stuff like that. And yes, there's going to be many days you don't have depression on your sabbatical and many days you probably will. So, I mean, that's just the way it's going to go either way, whether that's chemical, whether that's brought on by OCD, whether that's brought on by just the situation of being on sabbatical, that is going to happen. So that's all I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I mean, I don't want to ruin the rest of the podcast, but I do think like, I mean, I thought it was a joke. It's, uh, to me, it's very funny that the person who needs a sabbatical and is going to get it might be the person that doesn't enjoy it as much as, you know, somebody going sailing around the world to experience the world or anything. You're going to be doing work and all that stuff. So which speaking of, let's talk about the things you're going to be doing on your sabbatical. Can we do that to move on? Uh, I think it's pretty boring. Okay. <laughs> it's not boring. You're working on a book that we're going to release. I See, hope it's not boring. No, no. <laughs> Apparently it's just going to be really boring. He's just going to lay around and do nothing. No, no, but seriously, you're going to you're going to be working on your book and stuff, right? Like what things will you be doing on sabbatical? Yeah, reading and writing pretty much. All right. Uh so we don't want to talk about the the, the book or sabbatical. Toby, let's talk about you being the worship leader and the let's 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 shift topics. How will it affect you, Toby? What are you going to be doing at in at church? You guys are totally right. I'll be very depressed most of the time. <laughs> No, one thing that I, what's funny, this is the other joke that I was going to say about Joey is I, Joey has been in the church system for 11 years. Is that right? Like you've been working at Seacoast for about 11 years, right? Not, not campus pastor, but 11 years, right? Don't Can't do say it. yes on the microphone. Don't do anything hey, hey, that hey, requires hey, his no. participation in the next few minutes. Just talk to me for a little bit. It'll be okay. Give him, a, <laughs> get, seriously, give him a break. If he is upset, which anybody, when they get upset, doesn't right. want to be picked right. at. So just leave him alone for the next five minutes right. and talk to me. Well, Okay. This is what I was thinking today is, is this, I finally get to see the real Joey. Like for 11 mm -hmm. years, he's been in the church system and all that stuff. So today, like when I was talking to him and he made, you know, he always makes like a, a mean joke at my expense. He mm -hmm. always does. He'll say whatever in front of the staff or whatever. Not mean in a sense of just like uh, brother jokes. Right. Not mean, actually hurt my feelings, just brother jokes. But today when he came in and he said, I guess I know he's going through depression too, but I was like, oh, this is the real Joey. And it's not, it's like. It might be just, what if Joey's like, just actually really is mean. Like, that's just like the pastor guy 
that, you know, he's a pastor, yeah. so he's just kids with you like a brother or whatever. But now, like, what is the, maybe we, in this month, we might get to see a Joey that we've never seen before. That's right. Like an, he, an untied, he untethered. He's not a teacher. Yeah, he's right. not in front of anybody for one month. It's just a dude named Joey that doesn't have any obligations or anything. He's going to write a book about himself. He's going to be, I mean, most of the month is going to be kind of about him. Like, it's a... Mm-hmm refresh time it's about you know he's going off by himself for a while he's gonna spend some time with family. he's gonna do some write his a book about yeah. himself like i mean it's a lot of introspection that, so that I'm just reminds me what kind of joy we're gonna get. yeah that's interesting it reminds me of when donald donald miller was on here and he talked about how he went to that retreat and he couldn't tell anybody what he does for a living remember that right. and like yes. how, how serious or crazy that would be and i think about that all the time now um when i'm interacting with people because Whenever that question comes, I either give a, an answer that makes me sound like a doofus or I give an answer that yeah. makes me sound really cool. And it, it largely depends on the person and what follow-up question they ask. Like, I don't love telling people what I do or thinking about it in that way when it's put me on the spot time because I feel like I'm either bragging or sounding like a loser who just, like, plays guitar, has a demo, um, or I'm a huge rock star, entertainer guy. It comes across one of the two ways, and I don't right. really like that. However... I really do carry that around all the time, like my identity and what I do when I'm in, you know, like I, I have a lot of thoughts about myself as, oh, I'm different. That's why I'm different or that's why I'm quirky or that's why if people, if people ask me about what I do naturally or if it comes out somehow, then I, I do feel pretty cool. And it does make me, uh, it does alter the way I look at myself, what I do for a living and stuff like that. And it would be really weird to, to not do it. For me, it would be like I become really aware of myself identity and whether it's good or bad it probably is more positive than anything obviously in my life but um it would be certainly weird if if people if i couldn't be matt from bad christian or matt from emory i don't know if it would be how i'd feel about that yeah i know i mean for me too like parts of me sometimes long just for a regular job like i would love just to work in lawn maintenance or mm-hmm. have a nine to five at a, a startup company or something and it just be toby the guy not anybody that has a voice that people would listen to, whether it's singing or talking or whatever. And all the jobs that I have are made up. Like, it's just crazy. Like, it's just it, like my whole life's made up. Like, it's just crazy. Like I said, okay, I'll make up, I'll make up songs and then sing them. Yeah. And so, and then people listen to it. And then I go, okay, I will uh, go, I'll work at a church and do songs. And another just, made you know, up job. <laughs> another, 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 <laughs> I mean, you could take a month off of it and then keep trying to matter. <laughs> but, but, and then I go, oh, you know what? I like talking to my friends, so I'm just going to talk and record it. It's another right. made up. Completely job. made up. And I mean, like, all, it's but, really and all, you know what all three of those have in common massively is they just sound, if the person doesn't take you seriously or thinks you're a goofball in the first place, when you tell them what you do, that just sounds ridiculous. Like, well, I have a oh, band, know. you know, like I play songs and we right. write and we, you know, we try to record them and sometimes we get gigs and you know, that, right. that just sounds like nothing or, and there, cause there's so many people that do that at the lowest level and take it so seriously that, you know, kind of are jokes and they act real serious about it. Yeah. And the same thing with ministry. Everybody has this, Oh, well actually my ministry, this, but it could be just the most nothing thing that the person's being over, overly serious about and then obviously podcast that's the most joke job of all time it has to be yeah right half the population doesn't even know what it is yeah and if you but anybody that you do know and if you do know what a podcast is and you run into somebody somewhere and you find out that person has a podcast that is the least (laughs) thing that you could have it could mean and in most cases means you think it's fun when you talk to your friends about something and eight people listen to it or some small brand that makes right. umbrellas has the podcast about, you know, something they're doing. It's just the silliest, most nothing right. thing possible. And I'm not even saying this podcast is big, but it's at least it's it's at least in the higher percentage of, of successful podcasts. But that's hard to even tell people. What am I supposed to say? Like, I have a podcast, but actually it's a big deal. Right. What am I supposed to say that? I mean, I, that's super uncomfortable to do. So the, you're right. All the stuff we do is jokes that we turn into eke out a living. Once you start talking about income, though, then people are like, like when you actually say that you make some of your mm-hmm. living from a podcast, then they're like, oh, I mean, that, that changes. Yeah, that's true. Years completely. That's true. But I don't like to, to, to even, I don't know. Yeah, totally. I don't like it. Totally. All right. So let, let me say something real quick. I, I am sorry that my depression. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to, you don't have apologize. to apologize. Don't, yeah, I don't even know what I'm about to apologize for. I'm I'm sorry that my depression affects this podcast sometimes. <laughs> but but, hey, but, but here, let, let, let me just in good ways too. Let, let me just say this though is 
almost all the times when we really delve into the topic of depression, what is the common denominator? I'm depressed. And uh-huh. so I don't handle these conversations well. That's true. And that is not, that, that's not skirting responsibility. That's not saying, oh, that I can just, you know, be whatever kind of asshole. But I don't hear what you're saying in a healthy way. I don't hear it as a conversation. So mm-hmm. again, I'm not washing my hands of responsibility when, when things get heated. I'm just saying, I'm just don't worry. Everybody's going to think Toby was the jerk. You, you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> well, I, if, if anything, I'm saying otherwise that uh, on any given day, if I'm not starting with depression, that conversation is fine. Sure. I could, I would, I would be able to disagree with you and not be offended, but that's the whole premise of what I'm struggling is my Well, it's, it's just hilarious to me because I can't tell you how many times, I mean, you know how many times, mostly not behind your back, but many, many times we've done stuff, do the podcast, and then the topic comes up, and then it doesn't go well almost every time. And then Toby says, okay, that's it. He's told me 10 times. We're not talking about that anymore on the podcast. We're not doing that again. And then yet jump straight back into it and falls apart. It yet again. Back in. <laughs> well, it's too real to not address when you're looking at the person that you're friends right. with and close to, and you see it and it's affecting you and certainly other people, I can only assume. And it's right there. And what else are you supposed to do is, and then, but right. if you get it, you're, you're totally correct in that it doesn't do any good to talk to the person whose mental state, is messed up about their mental state. It's just not ever going to be that productive, especially when you come across the way Toby does. I was talking to some, to, uh, I was talking to Bunda about it because he gets a little bit swingy of mood in case you haven't noticed. He gets a bit swingy. I, I, I noticed every once in a while. And so he was super up yesterday. I was like, you know, because I mean, this is, it was coming off of a downswing where he was in a, not as healthy a place a couple of weeks ago. And so I told him, so you've got to figure this is, here's what you got to do. I understand when you're down, it's only going to be negative and you're only going to see the negative side of stuff. And that's when we get into trouble. That's true. I agree. There's nothing you can do better to disengage in some ways at that point than try to make a bunch of headway. However, when you're feeling happy and good, like you are today, now is when you should actually try to bring up and address some of these underlying things that come out when you're upset. Like I understand, I know clearly there's some stuff that comes out when you're upset. Today would be a great day to talk about it. Not when, not when you start feeling bad and down on yourself again. How about today? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So when, when you're not feeling depressed, when you're feeling not that manic ups shit either, but like when you're feeling really normal would be a really good time to try to, uh, even though it's not top of mind and it seems like everything's okay, that would be the better days. And that's for everybody. Same with your marriage. Like if you're having a fight, you're doing bad. Well, that's not necessarily the time to critique the other person's character. I know that firsthand because I've done it a million times. But when you when when me and Bridget are on our anniversary date and she's smiling, that's the day that I should actually maybe try to get in there and discuss some of the things in her character that affect me negatively. Not right when she does it because she's already in a bad mood and we're already in a fight. Right. I agree with you. But yeah, no, I, I agree with the premise and even would say that you're right. But here's the challenge that comes along with that is right now I understand my depression way more than I would if I wasn't struggling with it. Because when when the chemicals are different, you're actually living in that realm of incorrect thinking. So like at this point, I can label it, uh, this is depression. A lot of these thoughts that I'm having, a lot of these feelings that I'm having, even though they're real and I'm struggling with them, I at least know that I won't feel this way tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, I won't be able to assess and evaluate. In fact, that's why so many people get off medication because they're like, oh, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. That's right. I can't even, that's they right. can't even imagine being depressed right. because they're just not there. I mean, the, the, the most extreme example I can give you is I'll never forget like driving down Folly Road going 55 miles per hour, wishing a car would hit me and I would die. Like, I mean, you know, intellectually like, right that now. that happened. And so like, even when you're happy, you have to realize that. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you were even depressed that day. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was just because of uh, Green Bay. Joey, I know that my approach is aggressive. I don't mean to come off aggressive. Now, one thing I will say is I just got a new job as a campus pastor. There's a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. <laughs> stress. I can't handle it. <laughs> I got a lot of stress. Toby's going to start getting depressed. I'm getting really shitty at work. I don't know. I, I mean, you guys are like my getaway from, from that. It's a mess there. It's, it's, I mean, I'm a campus pastor. 
And it's, it is hard. What is this, your second day? First day, Matt. Okay. Well, <laughs> look, well look, I, like, I well, I'm going to make it. No, I know. You'll be on Zoloft by the end of the week. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Joey went to the restroom. I grabbed three or four of his pills without him seeing it. I got I to do something. I'm not going to be able to take this. But I will say that I am sorry. The way I came across, I don't, I do. My goal is to have a conversation and to be entertaining on the podcast. So if I was pushing you that way, part of it is just for the entertainment stuff. And I would say, unlike what Matt said, I don't think of depression as Joey. So I literally, and this is probably wrong. I think of it as something not Joey that attacks you or like a kidney stone or something. You know, like when you have a kidney stone, I don't think of the kidney stone. When you're acting that way with a kidney stone, I don't think that's you I don't think that's Joey. That's Joey reacting to the pain of a kidney stone. So I'm thinking when I'm talking about depression, I'm not talking about Joey. Right. But depressed Joey can only take that personally in a way because depressed Joey is that guy. Right. I just realized that (laughs) in your brain, you probably think it's one in the same, that Joey and depression are one in the same. I think of it literally as like uh, a kidney stone that's just affecting you. And so I'm talking about that. And and, and so then I am surprised. I don't really get offended. Like Matt is the king of non-offense, I think. So not the way getting offended talk, or not offending people. <laughs> you offend people, yeah. Not getting offended. Okay, yeah, like, right, right. People can almost say anything they want to That's you, right. and you don't even it doesn't register. And so being around him so much, I can talk freely however I want. That's right. And I know yeah. it doesn't matter. And, and so that's not a good teacher because even <laughs> to my own wife, even to my own wife, she she goes, "Why are you talking this way?" And I go, oh, "It's not a big deal." But Matt and I talk so much. And have for years and years, and I've had other friends like Matt to where I'm I can say something and it's gone. Like I literally am not offended at all. Now I do believe probably in certain ways you take things more personally and 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 those affect you more deeply. So I now like even in the time I might my voice might be raised or I might be talking loud or whatever it might be. That doesn't mean I'm at all upset. I thought we were talking about this thing, and so instead yep. we're talking about Joey. Yeah. Well, let's let's try to quantify and move on here. We need to get to a break, but let's try to quantify it real quick. Let's just just for the sake of posterity. Joey's got 30 days here. Let's just turn it into numbers over under. How many days does Joey experience symptoms of depression in the next 30? Toby and Joey answer that. I would say it would be pretty similar to the last month. Right. So Joey's going to say like a normal month, which is how many? Uh, Nowadays, Mm -hmm. I'd say eight out of 30. And Toby? What were you thinking in the when you were making your thoughts and projections? What number would you put on that? Twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. hey, hey, let me get a real answer. Joey is traveling alone to Tennessee, so I think that's for sure several days there. He is traveling to the the art conference, and uh, you doing any traveling with your family outside of that? Like how? Many? Uh, with Priscilla. Huh. With Priscilla, with Priscilla, you're going to do Friday. Stuff. I'm traveling with the family to Rosa's gymnastics meet. Yeah, so I would say up to 20 days. Yeah, that's a lot. And then, and then the only other rank you could do of that is like a severity level. So maybe it's 10 days and they're extra bad, or 20 days light. But, but the only thing I would like to ask is when you get depressed now because of your medicine and stuff, does it go? Does it only last for a few days? Like you used to, you could go a week and be depressed. Like is it shorter times now? Yeah, definitely. I'd say the medicine that I'm on right now is more effective. All right. So uh, to, to prove my point as far as my sensitivity level being obviously higher when I'm struggling with depression, I don't know if you remember this or not, Toby, but even Dave uh, Powell was like looking and uh, I think you asked Dave, you said, did that offend you? And he said, no, but I'm actually pretty offended for Joey. You remember we were sitting in that green room in Australia and I forget you had just watched a pastor on YouTube. And so you were really pissed off. And, but basically you went after me verbally and said the most horrible, disparaging. Okay. Hang on a second. Sorry, let me interrupt here. Let's take a break and just come back. Before you disparage me and, and talk about my disparaging <laughs> remarks, let's take this break. Cause this is going to get good. Let's leave a cliffhanger. And By good, right. I hope you mean less argumentative and slightly more productive and like, it might get worse. Maybe a little funnier <laughs> would do for, would, would work yeah. too. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. All right, guys, you know that we're in some sort of a binge culture, the way we do everything. Like for instance, Joey and pizza. So thanks to pizza, Joey binges all the time. Thanks to Netflix, me and my wife watch unlimited episodes of tons of shows. We're all binge watching, but here's the good news with texture. You can start binge reading, which is a lot more healthy than the other two. Trust me. 
uh, is going to be a thing for real. So when it comes to magazines, you know what you like. And with Texture, you can get all the magazines you want in one super convenient place. Duh, on your smartphone, on your tablet, on your computer. And here's what I like about it. This is real magazines. This is the magazines that you're used to, uh, the magazines that you probably pay for subscriptions for or at least read whenever you go somewhere like the dentist and you wish you could read those things, but you don't want to you know, get them sent to your house, waste all, all that right. paper and stuff like that. And the journalism and the writing in magazines is so much better than the BuzzFeed articles you've been reading. So get off of Facebook, get texture, and let's binge on something great like reading quality stuff. Yeah, Matt, you're right. I love texture. It's really awesome for Jess and I because she can read, you know, she reads Bon Appetit. Uh, she likes some of the women, I, I call them women magazines, <laughs> like <laughs> In Style and stuff like that, But I or Vogue. But um, I love Sports Illustrated. I even actually like Time or Rolling Stone. There, there's just so many magazines to choose from. It's awesome. It's just Yeah, it's really, got all the big ones. Really for sure. great. And here's the best part. Texture is offering our listeners a free trial right now when you go to texture.com forward slash bad Christian. You'll be able to gain immediate entry to all of the top magazines, including back issues, which is really cool. You can get all the back issues as well, and bonus video content. Start binge reading for free right now when you go to texture.com forward slash bad Christian. One more time, texture.com forward slash bad Christian. Joe, are you excited about audio feed? Man, I tell you what, I am definitely, and there's, there seems to be a lot of people that are excited about being there as well. And uh, I don't know. There's like when we did the live podcast in Australia, there was something about just seeing mm-hmm. everybody kind of get together to talk and, yeah. uh, you know, for us to be able to actually see in person people that we're podcasting with. But I'll tell you what, too, is when I'm not depressed and you guys are playing live Emory shows, I love it. Well, there's little chance that you won't be depressed, but I want everybody to come to audio feed because most likely you'll get to see what we have to deal with with Joey in a depressed pastor because it always happens when he travels. <laughs> but the best part about uh, it's going to be a big show. So not only that, yeah, Emory's playing, uh, Bad Christian's going to be there, but there's the whole thing. What is this thing? It's called it Bad awesome. Christian Day, which is the best part about it. So it's the yeah. it's uh, June 30th through July the 3rd, and there's Bad Christian Day is on July the 2nd. But the festival goes those whole days. It's in Urbana, Illinois, about two and a half hours from where Cornerstone Festival was. So a bunch of really great stuff that's going to be there. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. They're going to have four stages, four days of music with over 100 bands, uh, people like Josh Garrels, Propaganda, Flatfoot 56. It's going to be awesome. And there's going to be camping, movies, speakers. Even our good friend Preston Sprinkle is going to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you guys are saying, there's going to be a bad Christian day. We're going to be around. You're going to get the experience. Joey just destroyed in person. It's going to be amazing and fun and cool. So come come to this place and get Joey kind of happy. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you could be the one that figures out what's what the heck's going on in his skull. You can go to badchristianday.com right now and see all this stuff that we're talking about. But yeah, Audio Fest is having us on July the 2nd. Audio Feed Festival. Yeah, so so make sure you buy, go through there and order your ticket. Buy your ticket now through our link. We actually get a piece of that and actually supports the podcast and Bad Christian Day. If you go to badchristianday.com and buy your tickets and tell everybody you know to buy your tickets through there, that actually will help us and prove that it's a, a good idea to do it to a bad Christian day there. We're going to make sure that we meet everybody out there in podcast land. It's going to be a, a great time. All right, we're back. Joey, the last thing you said was we were in Australia. <laughs> I said the most disparaging remark that you've ever heard. In the word, yeah. And that I went after you tooth and nail to try and destroy you and our friendship. Right. So the worst part about this is you won't even remember. I remember um, it well. But but I actually, I was this, this, this was actually <laughs> a... Two two hours before or after a show, with the amount of, you know, that's a mental state for Toby. He can't be this held. Actually, he can't be held to blame for anything. He's drunk. He's high. He's all wrapped up on adrenaline. This, it's his flesh. There's nothing. The he can't be held responsible for anything before or after a show. This this was actually a landmark in me understanding Toby, and I my mind was blown. I was like, (laughs) Toby could really get himself in trouble, and I thought to myself, it's a really good thing that I'm I'm one of his best friends, and at least understand a little bit. But yeah, I'm a terrible person. No, just (laughs) give us the story from your POV, Joey. So basically, you just you you I, I don't remember exactly what you said, but you talked about my depression. You said how. 
uh, Joey makes excuses out of his stupid depression <laughs> and you should be bigger than it. And this is just, I mean, just went on and on and well, on and on. How did that come out of watching did, that pastor and, 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 video though? He was sitting there. What, what were you watching? Mark Driscoll videos or something is what I it was. wish I could remember the basis of all this, but Toby, Oh, he was watching right. Mark you Driscoll were trying, videos. You were, no, you were trying to prove a point that Christians should be so open and honest. They shouldn't even care about uh, offending Nobody should be, uh, so you're basically making a point on transparency. And you even said after the fact that you purposely attacked me relentlessly for that oh, purpose. Oh, I'm starting to remember this. Yeah. So you actually, <laughs> are you being serious? Yeah. Okay, cool. Cause you would be able to bring way more insight into it, but for sure, when you spoke on it in retrospect, you did acknowledge that, I mean, you, you went all out. You said the reason why I had zero filter and really tried to, uh, I, I mean, I, you may have even said tried to destroy Joe. I mean, it was like, and, and the point I want to make is at that time. And I, I can even remember in that green room, I was not depressed. I was just like, just Toby, good Lord, Toby <laughs> off his rocker. What I was, was like, he, I mean, what was he trying to push your buttons for? Well, Toby would probably be able to get more insight on well, that I if he remembers it. I can't it. actually remember. We were talking about – I think you're right. I think we were listening to watching some Mark Driscoll thing. All I can remember is – the thing that, that triggered my memory is when you were talking about I was trying to intentionally act a certain way maybe to get a reaction out of you, I think. It was mm-hmm. something more like that. Now, uh, also, I mean, I much like your depression, I have – aggression <laughs> but nobody wants to hear about that shit well i know or or forgive it or, or be kind about that like, he's got, it, it's he's got f- I, I swear i do think I, i've said this before i swear i would trade with you i would way rather not be uh the brain that i have and i'd rather have some of the brain that you I, i'll give you that it's brain like t- look toby happens to have seven grams of free-floating testosterone rattling around in his brain well, here, so here's what the reality. is he supposed to do about his brain chemicals here's the reality if toby if toby's reaction to this stuff is not chemical and i believe that it is people like you said people have zero tolerance for it i know it sucks <laughs> there's no tolerance. now here's the thing that's interesting i feel that i do I, you may not think no, that i, I do but i feel know, that i do I, I do think you do that's why we're friends that's what i'm saying when i talk to you i don't ever think I'm intentionally hurting Joy. I might be trying to win an argument, but I would do that with anybody on, on earth. And I don't, I don't care. It's just the argument thing is fun. That's a game that I play with Matt or whoever. But here's, here's something really interesting. That's a game. That's like the equivalent of S&M and bondage for sex. Like, yeah, some people are into sex. It like, hurts real bad. And Toby likes that- games where everybody gets angry and yells at each other. I like games where you argue. Like, I don't like it when people get mad. Like, when Joey's feelings get hurt or he feels uh, more affected by a conversation. I, I don't like that. That's what I'm saying. I enjoy arguing with Matt because it'll usually go to, uh, sometimes I get frustrated mad with Matt, but I just, it just goes away. Like that is not something in mine or Matt's DNA. We can, we can have a knockdown drag out and pretty much within a few hours, it's going to be okay. And it doesn't even feel that good to say we're sorry. Cause it, it didn't mean anything in the first place. Yeah. But, but so, but here's one thing that's funny. Check this out. You don't even actually remember what I did, but you fully remember how, how you felt. Yeah. So, like, so what that's, that's what I'm saying. When, when you are sensitive to those things, like you don't even remember exactly what I said, like the words you used are, I tried to destroy you. I, I went after <laughs> you ruthlessly. You uh, did. All these things. No, but what I'm saying is <laughs> you have no like actual wordage that I used. I actually gave you some, you didn't hear me then. What is it? You basically were trying to make a point as far as transparency and how we that should not care. That seem exactly right. I, it, it, it was. It had well, to do. Why would I go after you about you being transparent? I th- I've said a million times you're one of the most transparent people I know. Yeah, so, because you were basically making a point about the church and how. Was it about uh, you being a pastor and transparent? Like you should say more in front of the people? No, I think you acknowledge that I do do that. Uh, but it, it, it definitely had to do with community and how. Oh, it had to do with Andy Nichols and his resistance towards you coming down on him about his faith. And you were basically making, oh, yeah, you had just destroyed Andy for like two hours yeah. before that. Yes. Oh, is that what we were doing the podcast and Andy was on and he got really mad? No, it was in the green room up there in Sydney. And Andy, yeah, but that you, conversation, you wouldn't let Andy con- uh, say that oh, he was yeah. agnostic. You wouldn't, uh, he was saying, I'm agnostic. And you said, no, you're not. <laughs> 
for like an hour. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And then I, I, I kind of got Andy's back by yeah, saying, that's Toby, what it was. You're, so you're, you're just, not hearing yes, him out. You're right. not listening. Right. And so basically you're like, well, now I'm going to destroy I'm gonna... Joey too. Cause you were full <laughs> on, on Andy. That's what it was. You were, you were on Andy, like unbelievable so escalated you... to maximum. He got Andy's back and then you set your sights out. Just enough with Andy destroyed this bald freak right here. <laughs> but, but it wasn't just for the so, sake of destruction. <laughs> he was on the warpath. No, there was nothing a point behind it. Okay, you were trying to prove a point. I remember this then. Let, let me just put it in. Let me, let me clearly <laughs> tell you the whole story from my side. Joey got to tell his side. I'm sitting in a green room in Sydney, and we're there to go to one of it, the biggest Christian festival in uh, Australia. Right. And so my friend looks at me and denounces Jesus Christ <laughs> in front of me. What am I supposed to do? I'm hurt. I, I go, I can't lose this guy to Satan. Then my pastor friend looks at me and gets the atheist agnostics back. <laughs> you damn straight up want to fight for the Lord. Any Christian is right <laughs> for the Lord. I, yeah. I, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, I mean, that's all, right. All, my best friend Joey sitting here going, uh, he's, He's proclaiming the the joys and the goodnesses of agnosticism. I can't no, go with that. I was I'm trying to save my friend from the from annihilation in hell. Right, but I was. You got his back. I was. How do you think that makes me feel? I was defending how I was defending him on the basis of how you were talking about him. You were I would you were not attacking let him. Leave Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well here's what it, i think it was this so okay i can put it all together now sorry we had to spend so long to figure out how this story is here's what it is toby, i got a whole grip on what exactly the situation was toby was watching mark driscoll videos that upset him to his core to where he was just queasy and angry right so the, okay so then so then right and so then what's going on in toby's brain at that point is I feel so awful because I feel awful and feel of ang- angered with stuff that is God and Christianity and, and that stuff. Right. So once he goes into that space, he's feeling like obviously awkward and weird because like this whole thing that means everything to me, but it's falling apart and it's so weird and all those mixed feelings about being mad at Christianity itself, which seems like a wrong thing. Then Andy spouts something about being agnostic or whatever. So Toby swings way back the other way and says, no. I'm, you know, gets actually on the God side of it. So he finds an avenue t- that is, you know, not just negative against God and Christianity, but it's in fact, he could set his sights on it. Like the Andy thing calibrated him back to swinging the other way. And then you d- started defending Andy and his point, not his points of view, but just the way that Toby was attacking him, which he was attacking Andy being an atheist because of Mark Driscoll being a fake Christian. And then <laughs> you got involved and then he's even more comfortable with you than Andy. So then you could handle the full force at that point. His snowball snowball was already rolling down the hill. And so you took the full force of it. Ultimately, that's what happened. Also, I would say this, when you, this is seriously two very important people in my life. So like, like I am acting in a way because maybe I'm acting ugly. Maybe I'm acting not the right way for sure. Like Andy Nichols, for sure, is one of my all-time great friends. Like yeah. he really is. So part of that, I think Matt's right. I'm swinging back, like going, no, Andy, you can't be this. I know you. Like for sure, like when, when you first told me about depression, I was like, no, I know you. We're super close. This is like something you are hiding from me or this is a different you. Like I could not mentally understand it. So when somebody says something like that that's so left field that I feel super close to, I'm going to yeah, war right. against it immediately, for sure. So, yeah. I, and, yeah, I mean, it's my flesh. I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. Toby can't handle it when something fundamental about a person he didn't know it or see it coming or something. I mean, why couldn't the Lord just give me the body that only cheats on his wife? Why do I have to be like uh, I struggle with yeah. saying things? That yeah, sucks. but that's because he knows some people so well, and then if he feels like there's something that he didn't know, it's a big <laughs> deal. So <laughs> nobody, nobody is on the bandwagon of please honor Toby's privacy when it comes to his anger. <laughs> no, no, there's no no defense for it at all. But don't surprise Toby with stuff he didn't. Oh, Toby, I didn't even tell you. I'm gay. Anyway, can we do some news or something? <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kick the music. In a world where all you do, all you think you're doing is loving <laughs> and holding people accountable, and they look you in the eye and tell you, you're full of shit, man. I'm here to say I'm not full of shit because I bring the truth and always the truth. This is Toby Morrell, and this is the damn news. I got some good stuff here, I think, today. Um, 
I thought this was really funny. Um, so this comes from Distractify. Uh, this charity bookstore is begging people to stop donating their copies of Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> It seems like there's no end to the pain Fifty Shades of Grey can inflict, uh, intentional or otherwise. First, there was the dismal trilogy, followed shortly thereafter by the abomination of a movie. And now the number of people attempting to get rid of their Fifty Shades books is putting significant strain on the charity bookshop. Um, Goldstone Books, an Oxfam charity bookshop in Swansea, South Wales, has officially put down their foot down when it comes to the E.L. James bestseller, Due to the ridiculously high numbers of donations, the shop will no longer accept any Fifty Shades mm-hmm. of Grey. We appreciate all the <laughs> donations, but less Fifty Shades and more 60s and 70s vinyl would be good. Basically, they've been getting a ton. It's hilarious. The picture that they show is like, uh, I mean, it must be a thousand or two thousand. of them. I mean, it's unbelievable. What's well, funny is who's who's actually going to buy that copy? Uh, well, that's I mean, why they don't want people it. People that want to buy it are the ones that already read it. it. Yeah. Right. And so, so what do you do with it? Which is really interesting. Like that is just a, a book that captivated everybody, I guess, because the sexual content and stuff like that. But now it, it literally that person that wrote the book, it's could be just total destruction and litter in a sense. Like it just told, I mean, how many trees, how much stuff went into that? Because somebody wrote something, everybody got excited about it. Now it's gone. And it's just going to go into a landfill. Well, the, the easy answer on this, this is an obvious one. First of all, it was probably overdone, overhyped trend. Most people said it wasn't a good book really anyway, but it was just the thing got marketed real well and and all that stuff. But the the thing about it is that particular book is the kind where most people like to display their books. Don't you have all your theological books up on display? Like I read Systematic This, I read John Piper This, I read this, and actually I've been dabbling in these, 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 50 Shades of Grey. And then I read, you know, (laughs) so people don't, that's not one you put up on your shelf. So it's in your house, your kids are going to see it. When your neighbors come over, it's on, you know, whatever it is. So that's not one that you keep. You just, right? It's like, it's like deleting your internet history in your actual library is what that is. That's why so many people are, tur- not only were there a ton That's of them, but a lot of people turn them in rather quickly. Get that one out. Leave the one about, so, uh, uh, you know, mid-century art. Leave that one. I'm not going to turn that so one in. It makes me look smart. Embarrassed about it from a morality standpoint? Because I've seen a lot of Twilights and Harry Potters on people's right. shelves. Yeah, but yeah, you know, just the, the, the p- possible judgment, just like looking at porn or not even. Right. I mean, I'm not even claiming this exactly porn or anything like that. But I mean, you wouldn't, you don't take back the one that says that the, you know, music history from the 1800s or mid century art, like that make you look smart or good. Those you don't turn them back in. Right. Yeah, and it's just a novelty. Like you probably just bought it just for the novelty of it, not for any kind of literary, uh, you know, reasons or whatever. All right, uh, this comes from this next story. Roving reporter Thomas Globig, and uh, this is from Inverse.com, I believe. Um, By 2050, robots are going to be everywhere, says futurologist Ian Pearson. Now, futurologist, is that a job? I, can you be I, a, a, I, I suppose you I can, think I can do but, that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I often hear futurist. I don't know if there's a difference in futurist and futurologist. Futurologist sounds like somebody that's doing weather in the future to me, but hey. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I would futurologist, just go futurist. I mean, this is just so. Joey, I can you look up that, that word job. futurologist and futurist and see if there's a difference? Yeah. Um, Ian Pearson, a consultant at UK company Futurizen, who tellingly. Uh, also goes by the time at Time Guide on Twitter. They'll be our uh, robots. Will be our coworkers, our domestic servants, and according to Pearson's new report commissioned by sex toy company Bondera, our robot friends with mm-hmm. benefits. Matt, there's no difference. There They're both no words, difference. though. Yeah, futurists or futurologists are scientists and social scientists whose specialty is futurology or the attempt to systematically explore predictions and possibilities about the future and how they can emerge from the present and so on and so forth. Well, if they both mean the same thing, futurologist is way dumber sounding to me. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, futurist might sound cooler. Basically, he's saying that right now we have like wax dolls or, you know, Mm -hmm. rubber dolls that people are having sex with. It'll be a small, it's a small market today and it'll be a small market, say 2025. But he says uh, it won't stay so forever. Uh, uh, Extrapolating today's expenditure on sex and dating, lumping all sex costs, including handcuffs and tapas together, women or women who want to objectify men will do so anyway, regardless of the robots. You don't need robots to do that. By way of example, he turned to science fiction, uh, Spielberg's AI gigolos, Star Trek robot romances, and Mass Effect's Joker and EDI love story. Uh, even though science fiction is fiction, it gives you an awful lot of clues. Uh-huh. Um, and it goes on. There's a little bit more here, but I, 
I seriously, I mean, there is no doubt in my mind, and we've said this before, that why wouldn't people be having sex with robots? They already want to. I mean, you already, uh, people use sex toys no matter what, dildos and vibrators, and and then you move along to whatever it would be called, a, a masturbation device for a guy, mm-hmm. whatever. And so why wouldn't you, like, I, I mean, I can't see, I really believe. It's, it's only fair. I mean, if you think about it, you just named sex toys and you said vibrator and dildo. So I'm going to have to just point out that the technology has always been heavy for the women in sex toy history. I mean, it's about time the guys got a little advanced. You know what I mean? Imagine this. Imagine if they've they've had the power tools all along. I know. Imagine (laughs) we haven't had anything. Imagine if dudes had access to sex robots in the same way that they have access to porn right now right. and how like imagine just slipping up uh, i'm gonna turn this thing on and ha-, you know what i'm saying like like the three of us at this point in our lives we're not porn addicts we're not looking at porn every second but, but we've probably slipped up in the last month imagine slipping up with a sex robot oh how about this and how different that would right. be well, what about yeah. this uh you just go to this place uh over on the other side of town and it's you rent one for one hour and it's not, I mean, you're not, are you cheating on your wife? It's just a robot basically just getting masturbated or whatever yeah. it might be. Like, I mean, like the same way that you, yeah, you're you, definitely like, cheating. If somebody yeah. masturbates you to de- porn, you go, Oh, cheating. I mean, it's just a robot. I mean, what, I mean, there's going to be, See, I don't know if you're I, cheating on your wife, but you're definitely sinning. I think you're, oh, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, of course, you know, I, I think you are cheating on your wife. I think that that is a, a thing that you're doing outside of your wife. Same way as looking at porn. I think it's cheating on your wife or thinking about old girlfriend, whatever yeah. it might be. Right. But I, but I think the the main sin in there for, because it's going to upset your wife, so you're sinning against your sinning against your wife, but you're also taking sex and just pissing on it. So you're sinning against right. God and how you're treating sex. But it's not like you're. I mean, are you emotionally connecting? I mean, you can some, be. Of some course, I mean, would say they should yeah, look at look at the connecting, mo- like yeah, just look at the movie Her, her and the movie, movie Ex yeah. Machina. Yeah. I mean, look at those two movies, and that's all you need to know. And that's I mean, that's nothing. But what I'm saying is, look at how it's going to, I mean, honestly, if you think about it morally, if you take Jesus out of it and think morally, what if prostitution ends because a robot can do way more and better than any, than any prostitute could do. So there'll be, at some point, there'll be. You'd have to say organic. that's an advancement as a, for society as right. a whole. Right. You, can't, you can't kill a robot or hurt a robot in the same way you could. You know, I mean, prostitutes, it's a dangerous thing. I mean, a robot's really hand bad. job's got to be fast. Yeah, man. I mean, they can do anything. And that's what I'm saying. Like, And, and then for the, the guy that feels nerdy, he's like, I'm not going to go try and hit on the girl. She, I got rejected two times. So I'll get this hot robot that looks awesome. We're going to have crazy sex, and then I'm going to put in a SD card, and she's going to be a perfect drummer, and we're going to jam all night. Then we'll swap that SD card out, put in this SD card, and she knows every Packer player, and she loves sports. Yo, and I'm putting this SD card, she's going to fix the best meal, and she's going to, oh, I'm going to put in this card because I'm feeling depressed today. I'm filling this card because I feel happy. I mean, you won't have to deal with another human. Which is one of the things that I think people yeah, you need, sure. and also at the same time, you if you get away from it, you're going to be happy. Yeah. So what you're suggesting is not just yeah, it's not just limited to sex. What is what you're suggesting? Oh. I mean, if they're yeah, yeah, they're yeah. better at that. By the way, I'll point out that Pastor Joey just said some remark about a robot's hand job, and he moves his hands really fast in the air when he, <laughs> he said and gritted his teeth. <laughs> I wish everybody could have seen that. But yes, yeah, it's just, more than just I, sex no that, that someone, robots could do better than than you as a best friend or a, uh, how about an AI Joey podcaster? It would be a lot less uh, up and down. It might actually go a little bit better. How about <laughs> right? If you had a robot Joey that, that was a little less stubborn, it might be okay. Y'all could just, y'all could just choose when I'm depressed. <laughs> we could dial back Toby's anger just a little bit if we had an AI version of him. It wouldn't be so bad. I'm just saying it's coming. No pun intended, but it is it is headed here, and we are. See, I just have a hard time conceptualizing how a dude like that could. Uh, and and I think you alluded to this. At some point, they're going to feel pretty empty. Now, I know even a real marriage doesn't isn't like all this fulfillment. But at the end of the day, I know Priscilla and I are working towards something. We're sacrificing. We're trying to get through the arguments. We're enjoying some days together. We're having bad days together, but we're at least two human beings that are trying to figure life out. Or that same thing you said, minus all the fights, arguments, problems, and bad days. Right. Yeah, but but that's what I'm saying is there's zero meaning to it. I guess people just don't care. Maybe there is meaning to it. I mean, I mean, okay. obviously we're talking out here secularly. You got to take God out of it. Totally. Maybe what the world would say. I'm just saying you won't. I mean, technology might get so good that you don't know. 
So that person would say, no, I'm in love with her. Right. Like, we have a great relationship. We don't argue. It might not actually be love. It might just be better than that. They'll have to program in there, just like in the movie The Matrix does a good job of this showing. He says they made a utopia for the people in The Matrix originally, but the people rejected it. It wasn't realistic. They wanted the struggle. They wanted the reality. And you see that in some of the the science fiction that the robots and AIs will interact with. Um, We will need them to fight with us and cause conflict because we want it. I think like that'll be part of the programming will be they fight with you just like Priscilla does in the way that you like that you actually trigger and need. You get to make up all that stuff can be and eventually will be programmed in. It won't be perfect all the time. It'll be just (laughs) the amount of not perfect that Joey wants is the crazy part. How about this, though? Let me let me just add this little twist in there. Uh, You and your wife are married. Super happy. Everything's going great. Got some kids. You have a robot made. And she cleans your house, and she does roof repair. She does all these things. And then, oh, it just so happens you realize, wait, her hand can do that motion. (laughs) Wife's out of town. Kids are gone. Uh, Hey, Linda the robot, come in here for a minute. Yes, sir. And then she... Does well, something. you sound like he's going to be like Rosie from the Jetsons. <laughs> no, 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 no. What, what I'm saying is being a dude and having had to try, like, try to do sexual things with a pillow or whatever it might be. And there's things in your house that you've tried to. A heated watermelon. Toby's done that. <laughs> use sexual stuff. With, I'm just saying guys and girls are going to figure out ways to use a household robot for sexual stuff. And then it's only going to get more. I'm just saying. You will, it will be that way. And I think there's part of you, going back to what you're saying, like even though you want that struggle or whatever, there's part of you that is built to have that dominance over something or it's yours or whatever it might be. And so, I, I mean, it's just coming. I, I think it's, I actually do think it's going to be negative. I think it's going to change humanity completely. I think it will, I, I could even see a lot of people trending that way and not getting married anymore. I don't know. Well, it's, it's already really trending that way. Well, we got, so yeah, probably so. I agree. But I mean, all right. Anyway. World will be quite different by that time, anyway. It's hard to make many predictions, even though the futurologists think they know. Let's say it's 2016. We might make it to 2050. We might see. We probably see the beginning of the robot stuff. I don't think we'll. I don't think I'll have a robot, and I'll probably by then I'll just think it's weird and evil, and won't you know stay away from me like the internet, like my parents with the internet or smartphones or whatever. But anyway, all right, that's the damn news. I thought that was pretty good. All right, wow. yeah, it was good. Well, the the Kick damn ass. the damn news is we've actually had some robot sign up. So uh, first one is six seven six seven seven four four nine eight nine seven eight six five five. And no lastly, no, these are these, this just the, the numbers. Serial numbers. Okay. Serial yeah. numbers yeah. It's kind of like a social security number. And lastly, eight, seven, six, seven, five, seven, six, five, six, seven, five. We want to thank you guys for signing up. Now did some, did their owners get them to sign up or no, was that they're, they're, they have AI? I mean, they're, they're, they have general intelligence, so they're, they're autonomous in that regard. So we really can legitimately thank them. Yes. Okay. You, yes. And please do, because you don't, trust me, you don't want to piss them off. <laughs> You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.